The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. Can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. If you missed the first hour, pretty much missed Aaron's nipple. That was it. The uh, the updated list of teams eligible for hard knocks, by the way, besides Arizona and the Broncos, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Carolina Panthers. Catalina Panthers. Oh, the Catalina wine mixer. That's right. That could be great. I wouldn't mind seeing the Panthers. Honestly, I said this two years ago, and after last year, I never need to see Hard Knocks again. I like Hard Knocks still. Man. I, I think it's, I it's it. gotten progressively worse and more boring each year. I, I mean, last year was, and I know last year was a challenge because of the the Roni, the Roni but it, it just wasn't interesting. I dig it. Mm. I'll always like it. There was no real good stories to follow last year, though. I guess I just, I love, my, like, I don't so much like the... Uh, like, I don't like when they go to Jared Goff's house or stuff like that. Yeah. What I like is, like, when they're on the playing, like, on the practice field and they're competing against each other. And, and you know, I, I like that stuff. I just, it, I dig it. Like, I dig being able to hear them talk to each other. Yeah. I like that. I like I like that. I like seeing the coaches, like, in the actual meeting room with a specific like couple players where they start teaching them, hey, this is what worked for you in college. This was, doesn't work in the NFL. This is how you need to advance if you want to stay on this team thing. I like that. And I like kind of seeing the the process of how they decide who's going to get cut. Yeah, but it, it it's become less about that, you know. It, it has become less about and that. That's, and that's to I, me, those are the I'm interesting still parts. The good in it, Fred. Yeah, okay. I'm looking through the bad to find the good. I, right? I, there's not enough. It, it's Walking Dead to me is what it is, and and I'm just <laughs> out a little bit before you. That's all right. Uh, somebody says you have me laughing my ass off with these Kyler jokes. People in traffic think I'm losing it, or Kyler and Isaiah Thomas the same height. Uh, uh, I don't think so. No, no, because I think, uh, well, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Isaiah about a foot taller. Uh, yeah. It, it, maybe at least a half foot, somewhere in there. I'm telling you. He's you a guys, wee lad. You guys have to go find video or something of Darnell Rogers, who plays for uh umbc i think he used to be at florida gulf coast but now he's at umbc <laughs> he's five foot two and it is he's the the shortest d1 scholarship uh college basketball player in history but when you watch him on the court it is so funny i don't know why it's funny because it i mean well you know why because all, all little people are funny Right, but he's—I mean, just he's, by nature, when you see them, he's not a little person exactly because he's. Yeah, but I mean, little people are under five foot tall. But when you put him on the floor with a bunch of guys who are like six six, yeah, six ten, suddenly he looks like that, 
And it's it's really, really funny. Like, it literally looks like a child playing with a bunch of grown dude, men. Dude, I'm telling you, sometimes I'm like, if I'm close on a line, like if it's like, a, oh, do I want to bet on this game or not, and it's a UMBC game, if I'm close, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to get some money on it so I can have a reason to watch because I want to see it. But if you're betting on him, you're betting the under. Wouldn't you be betting <laughs> the over? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll watch him on the uh, the break. Now I'm curious. You gotta. I mean, you you'll what, just but no. Whenever whenever it's, it's like the the photo of Altuve and Judge that we all yes. laughed about. Yes, it's it's no knock on anybody. It's just that there's whenever it's funny there's, to see people that, like playing the same game that are just so different. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, but TJ. Hey TJ, sports. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for giving me in. Yep. Hey, I posed this question last week to the Blitz. Now. Uh, I remind you, the Rams signed Jared Goff to a contract, and a few years later, they don't believe him, so they trade him for Matthew Stafford. And if they don't even sniff the Super Bowl, you know what's the response? I know we don't live in LA, but also in the same token, okay, Deshaun he signed this contract, but something happened. Don't know what, but he doesn't believe. And the organization anymore. What's the difference between the organization trading you? And I, even though both signed the contract, the organization, they presented you the contract, you signed it. They feel they don't believe you anymore. They get rid of you, like they did Jared Goff. And Deshaun saying, hey, I don't believe in this organization anymore. And I want out. I'm not putting up for it. And with Jared Goff, the rumor is he kept wanting to bone the coach's wife. I don't know how true that is. but well, I, I can, I can tell you the difference really simply, TJ. That. The, the difference is these contracts are one-way contracts. So if Jared Goff had said, I want out of here, the Rams have the decision to make, do we want to let him get out of here? Do we want to let him stay here? Because they hold all the power in that situation. And that's the same case with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun can be mad all he wants. The Texans don't have to trade Deshaun Watson. That That's sort of the – that's why until – and listen, by all accounts – from what I'm hearing, Jack Easterby's not even listening to phone calls, which I also think is a bad idea. Like I, I keep your keep your ears open at all times. If you're a GM, I think that should be rule one. Like, don't say that any player is untouchable. Right. Like, listen to anything because you never know. Was that purposeful or just a Freudian slip? What you said, Jack Easterby isn't listening to phone calls. Oh, I, it was it was a Freudian slip. I, I, I no, meant, see, I thought that, that I meant Nick yeah, I, No, I thought that was. Ah, uh, uh, well, now you just ruined it. You should have just said, yeah, I meant. Jesus Easterby. No, I meant Nick Casario, but yeah, I, I, that too. But that shows where we're at. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. Like, if they don't want to trade Deshaun, well, what's Deshaun's move? If the if the Rams wanted to trade Jared Goff and he didn't want to go, what's Jared Goff's move? There isn't one. He's gone. Like, that's the difference. Well, Deshaun has a no trade clause. If they wanted to but, get him out of town and he didn't want to, yeah, they but, still. I mean, he's got that's his leverage. That is his leverage. But he, that's not that's not the leverage he's looking to use. No, no. A, a no trade clause when you're demanding a trade, not really. But useful. had Jared Goff had a no trade clause, yes. that would have been his leverage of hey, it says on paper I, you can't do this unless I tell you it's okay. Yeah, what Deshaun needs is a trade me if I ask for it clause. Uh, that that doesn't exist, I don't think, in the NFL. But it, the, you and I keep hearing, well, something happened with Deshaun. I, sorry, man, something happens with everybody every year. 
You know, you, you, you sign to play with, with a certain coach or a certain player, and then something happens in, in the offseason, and that player or that coach is gone. You can't just say, well, this isn't what I signed up for, it, because it is. That's exactly what you signed up for. You signed up to attach your career to the Texans for the next five years. Not wise, guys. I, I would say so, but you didn't. And, and the, the, the alternative was doing what Dak did and saying, no, I'm just going to wait. And I, I don't think Dak feels great about his decision at this point because it didn't go his way. It, that's the thing. These contracts, they can go your way. They can go the wrong way. That's for both parties. Uh, but clearly, Deshaun is having some regret, but the truth is he, he signed the deal. That, that that's, And unless the Texans decide that they find something worthwhile to move him on for, he's stuck. And I don't feel bad for him. Because he he's the one who agreed. I want to attach. God, he agreed to attach himself to this organization when Bill O'Brien was still here. I mean, it, it, how like he, you watched this organization trade away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson? You watched it happen, and then you were like, "Yeah, I'll still sign that deal." I, 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 that's you. He watched them trade away Jadavian Clowney for a bag of beans when they said they were all in on this season. He watched it. At some point, you you got to take some responsibility for saying, you know what, I, I I wanted that money, so I signed the deal when it was offered. That's what you did. That sucks for you now that you're not happy about it, but th- that was part of the agreement. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I get that point of view. I just don't necessarily buy it. I mean, I look at everything, even, even if we just look at what's happened since the end of the season, where – you know, you tell. Presumably, the guy got told, "Hey, we're gonna listen to your opinion," and then so management lied to him. That, that happens it, at every job. Get over it. Well, then when you basically bring in the same old stuff, you give the Easter be more power, and all of us had hoped that there would be change in this organization when you killed off Bill O'Brien. I'm sure the players are the same way. I guarantee you, every one of those guys thought, "All right, you know what? Let's see what they do." Well, everything they've done has been a joke. Yeah. Everything since then. And when they fired O'Brien, we said, oh, well, at least it can't get worse as a GM. Well, I don't know. This cat may be just as bad because as, as long as the Jesus is sitting over his shoulder with his hand up his back, having him talk like a puppet. Was Jack Easterby involved with this organization when Deshaun signed his contract? He was, and he's the guy who gave him the contract. <laughs> and now you're like, oh well, I can't believe this guy's in charge. Okay, so even you, though I signed the contract right, well, from him, well, let me let me just ask you this: Devil's advocate here, you've never gone into a situation where you worked at a place, and then a few months later you found out that you were working for the kind of people that you had, and you'd already signed your contract. You were working for a bunch of turds. Well, I'll tell you this: when I okay, so when I got fired in Austin uh, from my my very first radio job, and I got hired the next day. Uh, by a guy, a guy named Greg Henson was the program director at the station across town, and he hired me. Uh, he believed in the kind of radio that I wanted to do. He was like, you know, he wanted to do a a comedy based radio show, and he he brought me in immediately. And I was I was thrilled to be working with someone who had sort of the same vision that I did. And we worked together for probably nine months uh, out of a a two year deal that I had signed. And after nine months, Greg got fired. And 
the new guy in charge said, we're going to pair you with Craig Way. And Craig Way, who's like the most straight-laced, you know, like, this is not a guy who's going to do a comedy show with me, certainly. They wanted me to do a straight sports show. And then I got in trouble when they, when I didn't do the, the kind of show they wanted it to, that, that, I, that I was trying to do all along with Craig because Craig didn't like it necessarily. So it became very awkward, but I also realized, like, what are my options? I'm, I'm here. This is what I signed on to do. I signed on to work at this station. Circumstances changed. I wasn't happy with the changes that were made, but that's the difference between employer and employee. Employers can change circumstances for their employees. That's that's just part of life. Yeah, except I don't think you can equate that with superstar athletes because they they they're getting more and more power. We see it. We saw it a lot in the NBA. Well, it looks We're like he doesn't have as much as he thinks he does. because well, he's still here. He is now. Doesn't mean he's still going to be here. And you know that that's the thing. I think when you have like if you were given percent of leverage to Texans and Deshaun, how would you how would you divvy it up? I think he's pretty close, actually. I, I, I don't think he's going to sit out for a year. I don't think that's realistic. I, I know it's not realistic. That's why um, I think it's like 90% Texans, 10% Deshaun. Well, see, the, the problem is is because he has the no trade, I think the leverage for the, the Texans is lessened because you know, what if they wanted to send him to Detroit? He ain't going to Detroit. But I'm saying the Texans don't have to trade him at all. What's the leverage for the Texans to yeah, trade but him I, at all? But if you know, because you just said he's not going to sit out. No, he's not. But I think the leverage for the Texans to trade him is to see what they can get. Because you don't want a guy here who, if he's going to pout and act like he's acting now, I don't want that guy running my team. And if you're the Texans, you know that's why you don't have the leverage. You can't have a guy who just doesn't care. And I, and honestly, when this first came up, I didn't think it was in his DNA to be that kind of guy. Because he played, he played the games at the end of the season. Yeah. When we talked about maybe you shouldn't because you might get hurt, he went out there and played, and he played hard. So I didn't really think he had this kind of behavior in him, but now nothing would surprise me. Just like nothing would surprise me about how awful the Texans front office is. We were supposed to do bingo that time, weren't we? We'll come back to it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell you about my man, Dr. Linville, and all you got to do is jump on the Twitch, and you'll see the hair today. Uh, and if you go to 975hair.com, you can find out what it's all about. And this is not a, uh, guys, I, w- I was done. I was just going to shave it and say, that's it. I've had it. And I went to a couple of places that we talked about advertising and it was like, oh no, this, this just feels creepy and this doesn't look right. Don't want hair plugs. Don't want this. And Dr. Linville was the last one I met with. And he said, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to take the hair off the back of your head and I'm going to put it where it's not. It's that simple. It's your own hair. It's going to grow out and it's going to look great. And he said, if you don't believe me, take a look at my hair. Because he had it done, too. And his hair looks fantastic. And it's the Neograph procedure. And, guys, uh, I've had a couple people who texted the show and said, man, I had it done. I can't wait to see how it works. Works out. Dr. Linville couldn't have been any better. Go get a free consultation right now, 975hair.com. 975hair.com. Find out what it's about. Just talk to him. It could change your life. 975hair.com. Get your hair back today. Take me to church, clock and grab your job. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. 
You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Somebody says, you can't ask A.J. what he would do in a situation. The only answers say you can't equate it. Uh, first off, I can do whatever the hell I want. I have a microphone. Uh, and, yeah, I, I asked a question. He applied it to something in his life, and it wasn't, to me, a... Uh, it wasn't a parallel. So, yeah, I can do. I can say that. You can't text the show and say what I can say and what I can't say. But, you know, I was trying to put him in that situation. He had a similar situation, but it, does, it doesn't equate in my mind. So, there. I can do whatever the hell I want. Texter. All right, what are we doing with these damn bingo cards? I'm confused now. Well, we each have a different bingo card, so basically we'll keep track of it either on Sunday or on Monday when we go over and look at stats and everything and figure out who actually won. Who who uh, created these bingo cards? Uh, let me find his actual Twitter handle when he sent it to me. This is going to take a lot of scrolling because I have a lot of new oh. followers and oh, a lot yeah. of comments yeah. on my don't, yeah, don't, well, You can find them later. Well, I've got um, I, my in row, so I've got a free square in the middle. My favorite prop of the Super Bowl is Tyreek Hill over 91.5 receiving yards. That's on there. Team kicks a field goal, yes. I mean, I imagine somebody's going to kick a field goal at some point in the game. So that's three out of the five. Buccaneers commit a penalty. I feel like that's also pretty likely, right? Yeah, I don't know. We've been watching these couple They've been pretty games. disciplined lately. Yeah. And then what will happen? This is the one that could throw me off. What will happen first? A punt or a score? My answer says score. So as long as the first drive is a touchdown, which basically means the Chiefs win the toss and get the ball. Right. Because if the Chiefs get the ball, I think they're going to score first. The Bucks. Tom Brady's a historically slow starter in Super Bowls. But I, I, I think I got a winner here. I don't really like any of mine. Like, uh... I have the team commits a penalty, Bucks. This is my B-row. Shortest touchdown under five and a half yards. I like that. Total Patrick Mahomes rushing over 15 and a half. I don't know. They may not let him run after he got decapitated. Team to kick a field goal. I've got over passing yards. Mm. 326 and a half for Mahomes. That's a lot of passing yards. One of them I have is total Tom Brady passing over 301.5. Okay. Oh, this this row has no chance. Total interceptions over one and a half. I've got over two and a half. Ah, how'd you get that? I don't know. I got ripped off. No value there, AJ. The weekend performs Starboy. I have that. Isn't that? I don't like even his, know what that song that, is. I think that's his biggest hit, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't even know who Starboy is. So, it's David Bowie. Um, he's a little dead right now. Oh. Maybe they hologram him. That could happen. Shout out, it was Nathan Carter at Crazy N8. Okay. Who makes this and does it every year. Hmm. How many commercials will have a dog in them? Over three and a half? Hmm. That's probably pretty good. Three and a half. I, I like uh, dog commercials. I think that's the one thing America agrees on is dogs. We all kind of like dogs. Some people don't. Yeah, Blinding but they're, Lights they're... is the weekend's number one song. Oh, okay. What's Starboy, number two or three? Uh, Number two. Okay. 
He'll play that, man. You got to play your biggest hits. I mean, you're the weekend. How many how many hit songs could he possibly have? You got to fill 15, 20 minutes. I mean, he's got three songs on Spotify over a billion listens. And one of them, Starboy? Yes. He's playing that. And then what's this other thing you've got here? This is more interactive. This is something we can do where every, we just go through, look at each question, come up with an answer, and then we can total up those points at the end of the day. Hmm, okay. Like I said, instead of if your office doesn't want to do squares because nobody's in the office or anything, you just send it out. That's why. I, like, say, write down like, your answers, email it back. Everybody puts in five bucks. Whoever gets the most points wins it all. Yeah, everybody was saying we should do uh, squares, and I was like, there's nobody at our office. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not doing a whole bunch of work to get a pool together for people who aren't at the office. Probably never come back here and pay us anyway. Cheap bastards. You remember when we play, we played that uh, that season where everybody put in twenty bucks and we all uh, picked a college game and a football or an NFL game against the spread every week? No, Do you, I, I don't know if you remember that. That might have been before that you. That was before me. But we we each picked our favorite game. It was all of us, like the morning show guys. Uh, Jerry Bow was in on it. Uh, Joel and Barry were doing it, and basically we all picked our favorite NFL spread and our favorite college football spread. And you got points tallied up all you know over the course of the season. Vaguely. Well, I won the whole thing and never got paid. That was before I was the boss. That's probably why. I put money into that with somebody. I, well, I, I did too. I don't know who collected the money, but that's who your beef's with. Yeah. I think it might be Jong. Might have been that might have been like it may have been it may have lined up with when Jong left. Hmm. Now, should I go after Jong for this? Like, do I need to text him? Probably just let it go, huh? Yeah. All right. But it always is good to have a conversation with Jong. Just be like, hey, man, what are you up to? So, about that pot that I won. Yeah, I don't know. I I remember giving somebody like 10 bucks. It wasn't even that much money. But, yeah. Yeah, because weren't we doing it on Sports Map for a while? Were yeah. you putting anybody's picks on Sports yep. Map? Yeah, okay, that's what it was. Now I remember. Um, it seems like fifty-five years ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, everything seems like fifty-five years ago. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in, and I uh, guess we have Brad Powers next. Is that correct? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I, I didn't so, send yep. him. I didn't send him uh, the games. I need to uh, get up on him. Yeah, so uh, you guys can get on your college basketball and just uh, those of you who missed it, one hockey over tonight, Toronto and Vancouver over six and a half. So I know I'll get uh, asked fifty five more times today. So that's the last one. Somebody said that went to Jong's wedding. <laughs> no, this was after Jong was already wed. Yeah, I think he was by then. I don't know if I'm just old or if I've been doing this too long because I don't remember half this crap anymore. I think you're just old. Yeah, I think I've been doing it too long. I think it's time to move on. All right. So Well, bye. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you wish for there, Hoffman. I know. Then I'd be in a contract. They'd probably put me working with some boob, you know, and I'd be stuck. Yeah, and you know what? I don't think you made the top 24 program director, so you don't really have the leverage that Deshaun Watson has now. I don't. I made the top 24 last year. <laughs> I, d- I think the list comes out tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see what my leverage is like. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, And that's that's the whole point. I mean, 
Somebody else has to want you. Yeah. And I'm, I will say this. Deshaun's in a good spot because there's a lot of teams that would want him. But I will stick to my guns on this. I, well, no, I won't because I don't trust Nick Casario. If I did, then I believe you could make a deal that makes your team better, maybe even next year, than 4-12 and 12 Yeah, for Deshaun Watson. I believe that. And so I'm okay with trading him at this point. And I, I, don't, I don't need the whole lovey-dovey, let's all make up thing. Just, you know what, you go somewhere else and do your thing, we'll do our thing here. The problem is, and, and I, don't, I don't want to put this on everybody, but somebody tweeted earlier and they're right. These aren't the most intelligent people in the world on either side, and that's part of the problem. That's why so many of them text. <laughs> All right, quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Dunking on textures with 50 IQs during the break. Uh, Brad Powers triples that, at least. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Powers 7 Joins us to talk a little college hoops. Might even have some thoughts on the game on Sunday. What's up, Brad? What's happening, guys? Wild nine in college hoops last night. I think of like the, I think it was 26 games or something. And of the Ken Palm favored teams, I think 14 out of 26 lost outright. Uh, it's a pretty, like, sort of a, bl- a bloody day, I'm sure, for the public. It, it certainly was a bloody day for me, too. Uh, I mean, did, did you get, you catch any uh, blood spatter on you in yesterday's madness? Uh, I actually didn't. Uh, I gave out one pick. It was very fortunate. Virginia covered by a half a point. Uh, and personal betting, uh, it was okay. I avoided I avoided that for the most part. And keep in mind, I mean, historic upsets, too. I mean, if you look at the, the, the top 50 upsets of the entire college basketball season, I think we had four last night of those top 50 alone, so... Yeah, I mean, a really crazy night last night. Yeah, I gave points with Villanova. How'd that work out? So, <laughs> I, I guess speaking of that, like, what's your – are you in – how long do you wait and see uh, after a, a Rona shutdown? Or, or are you – like, because I felt like, okay, Villanova played a game. They looked terrible. They're going to get it together in this second game. And, obviously, they, they didn't have it together yet. It's a great question. Uh, I'm usually fading after uh, a – Rona shut down that first game, especially if it's a long one. I mean, we're talking two plus weeks, and the longer, the more money I'm putting, you know, down against the fade. And we've seen that, you know, any team that that's, you know, had more than 14 days off because of COVID, that first game back, they're only 42 percent against the spread, and it gets progressively worse with, you know, each week that they miss. Uh, wait and see. For I got to wait a couple of days. I mean, you know, you mentioned Villanova, St. Louis was another team that's been rocked. Each of their last two games back, they've lost as a big favorite both times outright. 
I, until, I, I wait until they turn it around, to be honest with you. So you, you'll, let, you'll let them lose until they, until they prove you uh, prove yeah, wrong? Yeah, I'll keep playing against them until they prove me different if I, if I perceive there to be value in that department. But, but I'm not anxious to play on them anytime soon. Well, let's talk about some of the bigger games of the weekend. Uh, what, what used to be sort of the biggest game every year, now it's like, wow, Duke, North Carolina – Whoopee. Uh, two teams. Uh, it's an unranked matchup for the first time since the 1980s. Uh, it, I mean, these two teams are probably both kind of long shots at this point to even make the tournament. Uh, what, do, what do you like here? Duke probably giving about three points at home to North Carolina. Well, I was ready to, you know, claim the North Carolina of the teams that are down this year, the North Carolinas, the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the Michigan State. I mean, I thought Carolina was in the best form. They had won six of their, uh, you know, previous seven games, uh, and with the only loss being the Florida State on the road. And then they turned right around and, you know, a Clemson matchup where I was actually on North Carolina the other night. They lose by 13 against a struggling Clemson team. I'll still stick to my guns here in that North Carolina's proven to be the more consistent team. I'll lean Tar Heels here. North Carolina can rebound. That's one thing I give them credit for. Duke losing to Miami while Miami had like oh, wow. like two scholarship players was that's yep. really alarming to me. That, that's a an awful awful loss. Uh, Illinois gets a big win in overtime, covered in overtime. Thankfully, uh, one of my biggest bets this week. They are giving four. At home against Wisconsin, how's Illinois match up with the Badgers? I'm going to lean Wisconsin. That was, you know, you say overtime game, but, man, that was an ugly game between yes. Indiana and Illinois. you got to count your blessings for getting that cover. Well, DeSumo oh, you know, fouled out. Night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just another night in the Big Ten where you have really no gimmies. I would lean with the Badgers here. Again, they've been kind of a team that's been – hit or miss. I mean, they've interchanged wins and losses in each of their last six games, and they are coming off a win, so that'd be my concern there, but I wouldn't lean with the Badgers here if they're getting four. You know, we you just mentioned North Carolina, Duke, uh, you mentioned Kentucky and Michigan State all being down. Maybe kind of under the radar bad this year are, are the Kansas Jayhawks. And, yeah. and a couple decent wins early in the season. It beat Creighton by one. They beat Texas Tech by one. But they've they've kind of fallen apart in Big Twelve play. I, I, I mean, is there is there concern there? And they're they're going to probably be a a dog this weekend to West Virginia uh, in in West Virginia. Do you think Kansas is going to end up being okay? And how do you feel about them in this matchup? No, I don't think they're going to be okay. I mean, this is historically. I mean, a lot of teams across the country sign them up for twelve and six and, and ranked in the top twenty five as far as the Ken Palm rating, but. Well, when you're Kansas, uh, it's not, you know, it's certainly not cutting it for the Jayhawks. And I mean, to show you how down they were, I mean, they hadn't lost back to back games in Big 12 play in eight years. And they went through a three game losing streak here a few weeks ago in Big 12 play. And then in non conference last week in the Big, you know, the Big 12 SEC challenge, just a complete no show against Tennessee. I would, again, West Virginia has been the more consistent team. Uh, especially at home, they've been able to grind out a lot of close wins. I don't think it's high value pick, but I do lean with the Mountaineers. Yeah, Kansas, I mean, maybe one of the most underrated losses over the offseason, Azabuki, like not having a big man to get easy points at the basket. 
that's yep. really killing Kansas because they don't have great shooters. So they counted so much on on him sort of taking away that that out the perimeter defense and just sagging everything in. Without that big, they're just they're pathetic on offense. Um, let's talk. Let's stay in the Big Twelve. Texas probably about a two point favorite on the road at Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State fall, they fell victim last night to the uh, the underdog crush. Uh, getting beat by TCU by a, a, a TCU team that had has really been struggling, had lost five games in a row, and then they go ahead and beat Oklahoma State outright. Uh, you think Oklahoma State bounces back, or does Texas keep rolling? Well, it's two teams that I want to play on. I think there's going to be value down the stretch of both. Keep in mind, Oklahoma State you know played a couple games without their best player, Kate Cunningham, so that game some slight value. I think that's why a lot of people were on them on the TCU game. In Texas, you know, we're dealing with COVID issues, including their head coach, Shaka Smart. I mean, and look, Baylor exposed them the other night, but Baylor's pretty much exposed pretty much everybody they played so far this season. I don't see a strong, uh, you know, value pick here. And maybe because you know, a lot of players have been missing out of their offense, both teams, last couple of games, maybe a slight lean towards the over for me. The only, uh, the only winner I put up last night was Missouri. Uh, against Kentucky because I can't find there you a, go. I can't find a reason to bet money on Kentucky these days so I just well might as well keep riding against them uh, they will probably be about a three point dog against Bama who played against LSU the the probably the worst defense in the SEC uh, Alabama needed a get right game for their offense they certainly got it uh, against LSU uh, but how will how will Bama's offense go up against this Missouri team that's actually been playing. I mean, I, I don't think anybody thought of them as one of the powers of the conference, but after a slow start, they've they've really kind of cranked it up in conference. Yeah, I'm gonna lean Missouri, and we've even though Alabama's been one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, the Crimson Tide have won 11 of their last 12 games. I, I you know, we've seen the markets you know be anti Alabama in, in a lot of these games, with the exception of the Oklahoma game. Uh, with Oklahoma having a lot, you know, a couple of key players out, and then obviously Oklahoma still won that game outright. I, I want to bet Missouri, and I'm going to get after the Tigers early because I expect some money to come in on the Tigers. But I will say this: the, the public getting involved. Uh, keep in mind they're going to be preoccupied a lot with you know the Super Bowl, but they're, they're going to see a nice record next to Alabama, and uh, I think you know it's going to be a pros versus Joe's type of game where and the, the pros will be on Missouri, Joe's will be on the Crimson Tide. Couple teams. Uh, last last one we'll get to before I want to talk to you about the Super Bowl. But a couple teams out west that maybe kind of flying under the radar right now. Uh, USC and UCLA. Uh, USC up to 18th in Kim Palm. UCLA is at 33rd, but UCLA is 13 and three on the season. Uh, USC is is 14 and three, and they've got you know a top five draft pick on the on their roster. And Evan Mobley, really fun team to watch, actually. Uh, what gives in this one? Who who do you like uh, matchup wise between the Trojans and the Bruins? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to actually go. You know, USC's probably a little bit more balanced team. Although, you know, I kind of prefer you know the UCLA. They've just been a little bit more consistent. Honestly, both teams have been relatively consistent this season. You know, outside of overtime loss, I mean, UCLA be coming in here with a long uh, winning streak in a rivalry game. With no fans in attendance there, I think that actually benefits the dog here. So, only with the Bruins, if they are catching four. All right, what do you think of this uh, this Chiefs Bucks match? Do you do you you have a, a firm opinion one side or the other? I know we usually talk college with you, but you know your stuff on the NFL. 
Yeah, I'll say this. I mean, I'm heavily involved with the props this year. I find that a lot more fascinating with Saturday total. When you're sitting on the key number of three, I mean, it's one of those spots where I'm going to lay two and a half with the Chiefs. I'll take three and a half with the Bucks. Three sounds about right to me. Uh, prop, I'll give my favorite bet of this entire Super Bowl is I'm going to go under ten and a half penalties, total penalties called in the game. Uh, we've seen, you know, each of the AFC and NFC championship games saw, you know, six and seven penalties called. We saw offensive penalties this year in the NFL, you know, one of the lowest ever in the history of the NFL. They are, the officials are not going to get involved on the biggest game of the year. So under ten and a half penalties is my biggest bet. And then I, I probably have made two dozen bets as far as props. Having reached, you know, gotten too involved on side or total at this point, uh, would lean with the Chiefs. So to me, I'm just going to keep it simple. Better quarterback, better head coach. Yeah, that's kind of the way the way I'm leaning as well. Although, like you said, I haven't I haven't put any money down on the side or the total because the the, the numbers kind of where it should be. I was I kept hoping that, that we'd maybe we'd see a two and a half. It looks like we're not going to see that, so I'll probably just be uh playing a couple props and watching for fun. Uh, Brad, I assume people can get your uh, your prop package at bradpowersports.com. Absolutely, props, uh, college hoops, and, you know, early specials for we're already thinking 2021 football, college, and NFL. You can check it all out at bradpowersports.com. All right, and of course, follow Brad at bradpower7 on Twitter. Appreciate the time, as always, Brad. Sorry for getting the games to you a little late today, uh, but you did a great job, as always. We'll talk to you next week, man. All right, sounds good. Take care, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. Yeah, he's he's so good. He probably yeah, doesn't need to know what You're games. Right. He, he yeah. just, you just thought he – because he's st- – he knows everything. You just throw one game out there. You could throw the most obscure game out, and he's going he's gonna to nail it. Hey, it's uh, Sam Houston Race Park Thursday, where we're giving away a pair of tickets in every show to see all the action live during the 27th annual Thoroughbred Racing Season. Live racing begins at 6.45 p.m. on Friday and Saturday nights. Every Friday night, enjoy $2 long necks and $2 wines. COVID-19 protocols will be strictly observed at 5.46. Caller 3 to 713-780-3776 wins a pair of tickets to Sam Houston Race Park. Get your wagers in as early as possible. Visit SHRP.com for more info. Be right back. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. So, let's at 6 o'clock, we'll go over this whole office pool thing you have. Okay. All right. Uh, right now, we're going to do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The gym of the day. It's the gym of the day. The Zadok Jeweler gym of the day. All right, I have a positive story. All right. Who doesn't love dogs, first off? I mean, you said there are some people who don't love dogs. There's some. And they're pathetic. Most of the people who don't love dogs are scared of them. Or like they were attacked by one. Yeah. Like that. So I, I get that. But I... most Or people- they're just too busy. Like... Trump's the first president for how and for how long they didn't have a dog, but and you know, guy, guy's a busy guy. Hmm. Seem to have a few pets in there though. Oh, friend. <laughs> Sorry, 
You're better than that. No, I'm not. I'm not at this stage. I'm, I'm at this point, you know, I'm, I'm what I am. But um, I, I think dogs are the greatest. And um, how about this? Sadie, six-year-old rescued German Shepherd. Okay. Um, was surrendered to a shelter when her owner moved. I hope, I hope that owner dies. Uh, she was confused and lost. Uh, uh, but uh, Brian decided to adopt her. And that her bio noted she was especially nervous with men. Brian felt a special bond. He valued her intelligence, gave her a second chance, adopted her. Last week, Brian suffered a stroke when home alone with Sadie. Oh, no. While he was collapsed, the dog never left his side. She licked his face to keep him awake, helped drag him across the room to his cell phone. She was the only reason he was able to call for help. That's pretty cool. Why didn't she just pick up the cell phone and bring it to him? Lassie would have. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's... I don't know why the dog chose. I mean, the dog saves a guy's life, and now you're criticizing how I'm the dog saying, did it. Like her methodology is kind of off. It's a lot easier to take a cell phone to a human than a human to a cell phone, well, right? Unless, unless you're trying to keep him awake by dragging him across the ground. It's Maybe true. you didn't think of that. Maybe you're not you're as right. clever as Sadie. You're right, <laughs> because she had to keep licking him to keep him awake. But uh, yeah, dog saved his life. How about that? How about that for a positive gym of the day? That's a good one. Isn't that better than Florida man? That's what we call a feel-good story. And I know you went to that one because you know John and Lance would never do a positive story. Exactly. A feel-good story. No, they're all going to do Florida man with the tattoo on his head. And then I got to take crap for that from dumbass Texter. So, no. You're against Texter these days. uh, Yeah. Today today they've been idiots, so they're they're done. They don't know it that that they're done, but they're done. Um at least the the bad ones are, but yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was it was a nice story that a dog saved a man's life after he rescued her. That's why you get those little stickers that say "Who rescued who?" Oh, that's your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day, it's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. You know, sometimes. Sometimes I like to, to focus on the good in life. So it's important. You know, it's important that we do those things. One of these one of these days here soon, I'm going to do a whole week of nothing but positive gems. Oof. There's not that much good news in the world, no, is there? No, there really isn't. So let's be honest. Mm, no, there's none. I mean, there's some, but it's rare. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I can't even find positive Rona news these days. Yeah, because every time I look at our little thing, it's like, oh, nope, it's still awful. So, uh, 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776. See what Lamont tweeted us here? No. Not that I believe this, but 610 is saying something with Deshaun we don't know about and someone threw out as a hypothetical. Could Deshaun be upset because they find him over... His restaurant situation not following protocols. All right, this has officially become ridiculous. All right, this has officially become the dumbest story in America. And the dumbest team in America. And, and, it's a disaster. Yeah, this is just, this is ridiculous. This team is getting everything they deserve right now, honestly. Mm. Is there anybody who's renewing their season tickets? I know they've they've been sending things out like, hey, renew now. What is it any? Do are there any of you listeners out there who are 
like put a down payment down. You guys are in for next season. Because I still don't think like if you don't buy tickets this year, they'll let you roll it over again because they don't know how the, uh, yeah. the COVID rules are going to be. Yeah. So I, like I'm sure the the you know the smarter people are going to be like eh, I'll just I'll wait one more year until COVID's gone. But I bet there are people out there who are like, "Yep, mark me down. You got my money, Cal." Mm. That's just unbelievable to me that you're rewarding this franchise with your money. It, this is you are a fan of Cal McNair and Jack Easterby, not the Houston Texans. That's that's just it. That's what you are. So it's all about that bull on the helmet. Well, no, it's about the bull tattoo on Cal. It's a bull with a with a standalone mustache, by the right. way. That's what he's got. But man, I, I'm I'm done with this, guys. This, this is uh, when you're going, when you're sinking to that level and speculating and trying to make that a subject. Uh, and, well, and, and that, and more. Will they uh, make the a Mormon quarterback the face yeah, of the franchise? Yeah, you're tr- guys, you're trying too hard at this point. So, I'm done with it until we get some real news. So, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Is there, is there a legit chance Cal will step down? No, no, Cal's not going anywhere. You're stuck with Cal, and he obviously isn't getting rid of Easterby. Doesn't Cal have a brother that like hides out? Doesn't doesn't have anything to do with the team? I have no idea. I think he does. I never. I never. Yeah, I think Granado was saying he's got an older sibling that said they don't want anything to do with the I mean, business. God, it's this is it's now. It's not about like what you want. It's about doing the right thing. Cal's older brother, step in, save your family way, name. I don't even know he's not. A, just, I don't know. I mean, can can it be worse? Yes. Because you know what? Remember when they got rid of O'Brien and said, "Hey, at least there's no way it can be worse." What's happened? It's worse. Well, it's worse. So, yeah, who knows? Bringing another McNair could be just could be even worse. Oh, Lamont said Deshaun Watson is Royce White to me. Wow, I don't want to go on. I don't know if I'm going that far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of turning into the same thing. Jeez. Oh, I mean, not that he's crazy. I just think he's being childish. At least Royce White had a mental reason for acting the way he did. Yeah. Yeah, Carrie McNair. Carrie? Carrie, C-A-R-Y. How old is he? What's Wikipedia he, does not give me that information. What Does it say what, what he does? Like, what's his job? Uh, he, let me see if I can get through this entire bio, because it's called McNair Interests. He is the chairman and CEO. He is responsible for the corporate strategy that guides the business operations and investment portfolio at McNair Interests including acquisition and development of high-yield assets that leads to a formidable team of executives and professional staff in accelerating business growth and value. So That he's was about, a bunch of gibberish. Yeah, yeah, uh, so, so basically but, it sounds like he runs a hedge fund. Kind of sounds that way. Kind but of. what I'll say is, like, listen, your family, their biggest investment, one of their biggest investments is this football team. You might ought to go save it. They need to be bailed out. Come on, Carrie. So we know that Cal has his MBA from Rice. Carrie has a BBA from Texas State. the University of Texas at Austin. Oh, well, Cal went to Cal went to UT also, uh, and his master's from SMU. Okay, he's got an MBA from SMU. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's happening, guys. I hate to break it to you, because I never, I never even knew about the other brother. I don't, I'd only met Cal, and, yeah, and he because he was around all the time, and. You know, Bob was always grooming him to take over the team. He does not have a sweet mustache, though. Uh, how about... 
Well, we're listen, as long as he's there, as long as Easterby's there, this team is going to be a national joke. Whether they keep whether they keep Deshaun or not, they're going to be a national joke. So if you're sticking around, I think this Pat Mahomes commercial with the haircut now is a lot funnier now that he almost got COVID. From his barber? Yeah. The barber, <laughs> is that the barber with the COVID? I wonder. Uh, well, he was supposed he was scheduled to cut, cut Pat Mahomes' hair, and they, they found out mid-haircut that he <laughs> tested positive. Although, all the, Not the on, player oh. that was in contact has officially tested negative and is good to go on Sunday. Oh, good. Uh, well, of course he is because it's the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes would have never tested positive. They, they would have never tested him. No, they would have no, just kept giving tests to other people until they came back negative. <laughs> they would have been like, all right, Patrick Mahomes, we're going to give you this swab. And then they would have done the trick where they put the swab down his nose like that. And then they pull it out. And they're like, oh, yep, you're clean. Like, Hey, aren't you supposed to take that somewhere? No, no, it's Wasn't fine. Wasn't that supposed to actually go in my nose? Nope. It's supposed to slide across your cheek. No, this is the butt one. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Guys, if you are still looking for a great Valentine's gift for your special someone, pajamagram.com has your back. Give the gift of comfort and relaxation with the Tempting Touch Pajamas exclusively from our friends over at pajamagram.com. Uh, they're going to keep her warm and cozy from head to toe all year long while complimenting her every curve, and they're made with micro velvet, which the pajama gram scientists, the pajama scientists over there have decided is the softest material known to man. So uh, the micro velvet, you got to have it. Irresistible to wear. They beg to be touched. She's going to slip them on, and she's just going to melt away. She's going to love them. You're going to love them. Check them out at pajamagram.com. It, Every pajamagram includes free gift packaging, which is great for us, for us fellas, because we don't want to gift wrap. And if we do, it'll just look terrible anyway. So it saves you that embarrassment. Get her the Tempting Touch PJs. Get your free gift packaging. Just go to pajamagram.com. It's fast. It's easy. Delivery by Valentine's Day is guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ sent you.